Welcome everybody to our weekly Halacha podcast. This coming week, Parshas Re'e will be benching Rosh Chodesh Elo, introducing the month of Elo, month of preparation for the Yemei Din, the Days of Judgment, Days of Awe, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur. There are several different things, several different customs that have become associated with the month of Elo. First of all, there is a minig in many places that the day before Rosh Chodesh, they say a little prayer, a little series of prayers, slichas called Yom Kippur Katan, the little Yom Kippur. Of the 12 months of the year, eight different months, we say the Yom Kippur Katan, Erev Rosh Chodesh, the day before Rosh Chodesh. In months where there are holidays, such as Hanukkah or Rosh Hashanah, etc., we don't say them. But otherwise, we say them, and it's considered, the day before Rosh Chodesh is considered a Yom Kippur, a minor Yom Kippur, sorry, the Day of Atonement. Now, though most places don't say the Yom Kippur Katan, there are some places in the yeshiva, some places that when it comes to the month of Elul, they'll say Yom Kippur Katan. Because Yom Kippur Katan sets the mood for the upcoming month as a means of preparation for the coming of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Throughout the month of Elul also, it is customary to say Ludovic Hashem Ori, Psalm 27. Some people say it after Shachris, some people say it after Shachris and Mincha, which is Nusach Svarad usually. And Nusach Ashkenaz usually says after Shachris and after Mayrev, rather than after Mincha. Ladavar Hashem Ori doesn't mention anything specifically about this time of the year, but the Medrash does find some interesting connections to the upcoming holidays. The Medrash says, Ladavar Hashem Ori V'yishi. David says, Hashem is my light and my salvation. My light is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. My salvation is a reference to Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is compared to a light, a flash of lightning that opens up our eyes and allows us to be able to see how we have to prepare ourselves, what the judgment will be. And when we do tshuva, Yom Kippur is then yishi, our salvation. Most places say Dovod Hashem Ori from the month of beginning of Elo all the way through Shmini Atzeres. The reason is because later on in Dovod Hashem Ori, the Pasuk says, Kitz Benedi Busuko, when he will hide me in his sukkah, in his in his in his hut, so to say, on the, on the day of evil, it means Hashem will protect me. So sukkah also has reference and allusion to the holiday of sukkahs. So that's why again we say this psalm throughout the entire period of Rosh Chodesh until Shmini Atzeres as a means of preparing ourselves for the upcoming holidays. There's also a custom throughout the Jewish people of blowing the shofar beginning the second day of Rosh Chodesh all the way until era Rosh Hashanah, except for Shabbos, of course. That too, that usually it's blown a tekiah, shvarim trua tekiah. The long sound, the broken, the three broken sound and the staccato sounds and then ends with a, with a long sound again too. This is a little bit of a hint, a reminder to us Rosh Hashanah is coming when there's a mitzvah of blowing the shofar. Now though, the Torah doesn't really tell us the reason for the sounding of the shofar. And Rabbi Sadiagon actually displays 10 different reasons. I think we spoke about it last year. 10 different reasons for the sounding of the shofar. But in the month of the Elul, the idea is, as the Rambam tells us, the sounding of the shofar tells us, Uru Wake up, you sleepy people, from your slumber. It's time to do tshuva. It's time to prepare yourselves. The Dimei the day of judgment, is coming pretty soon. If we don't prepare ourselves now, we're not going to be ready for the Day of Judgment. That's the understanding of the reason for the sounding of the shofar. Now again, we don't blow the shofar on Shabbos, although sounding of the shofar itself is not a malacha per se. It's not when it's not one of the categorically prohibited activities, 
But nevertheless, it's a rabbinic ordinance. Everybody say that it's, it's a craft of sorts. And just like we don't play musical instruments through on Shabbos because of the concern that it might come to be, we might come to fix it. So that's why we don't blow, we don't sound the shofar on Shabbos either. The shofar has not sounded on Shabbos. Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos as it does this year. The shofar has not sounded on the first day of Rosh Hashanah when it falls on Shabbos. The Gemara tells another reason, also because of the concern we might come to carry it on Shabbos outside of an Erev where you're now allowed to carry on Shabbos. So again, that's the understanding of the sounding of the shofar. Now again, the shofar has not sounded Erev Rosh Hashanah the day before Rosh Hashanah. Rabbis wanted to make a distinction between that which is merely a custom and that which is an obligation, Torah obligation, and sounding Rosh Hashanah itself. So Erev Rosh Hashanah, we don't blow the shofar. The Gemara tells us also it comes to confuse the Sultan of sorts. The Sultan, when he hears that they stop blowing the shofar, he thinks, uh-oh, maybe I missed Rosh Hashanah, I missed the Day of Judgment. So it's a means of confusing the Sultan, however it's meant to be understood. There are deeper, deeper explanations, obviously, but then a simple understanding, that's what it's meant to be. On a practical level also, it's customary to take up different stringencies during this month to be a little bit more careful in the midst of observance. Many people try to get their mezuzahs or their tefillin checked. Now, they don't have to be checked all the time, but mezuzahs should be checked every three and a half, four years. And that many people have the custom to check them during the month of Elul to make sure this mitzvah, which is a relatively easy mitzvah, to make sure that it's, prepared, that it's fulfilled properly. Tefillin also, although tefillin don't have to be checked as frequently as mezuzahs, as long as they're kept in a proper type of an environment, in other words, a proper type of a climate, if, if, let's say, you take the tefillin, if you leave them in your car in the cold or in the hot, so then sometimes that could be a concern that the letters might be cracked in the cold or might a little melt a little bit, smear in the, in the, in the, in the heat. But as long as they're kept in a regular, in a regular type of a, of a temperature, they don't have to be checked as frequently. But again, if people do get their tefillin checked, often times they get them checked during the month of Ella also, as it means the preparation for Rosh Hashanah and for Yom Kippur. Other customs are independent and dependent about the different communities and different individuals. But a person should try to make the effort to at least try to improve even the mitzvahs that he does perform to make sure they're done in the best way possible. Have a great week, everybody, and Bezor Shalom will be again together again next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.